Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to Nightlock Podcast, the highest rated Hunger Games podcast on iTunes where we cover anything and everything related to the games, featuring new stories, chapter analysis of the books, fan fictions, related music, and plenty of other fun segments. My name is Matt. My name is Mariah. And I'm Kira. And so, first off, we want to give wish a very happy birthday to Mariah. Yay! <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, I just said yay for myself. Yay! <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't know we were... That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Awkward. Um, <laughs> you guys ruined my birthday. <laughs> so, um, to celebrate, to celebrate, Kira, to celebrate, we are continuing Catching Fire in our chapter analysis segment uh, through the age of Katniss Everdeen. Um, there, there is a few. There is are a few new stories. Are come on, grandma, I, I, come on. Oh. There are a few new stories to discuss. Just like our last episode, we will be reading and commenting on your emails at the end of the show. Of course, we have the music and books to recommend as well. Mm. Okay. Um, and we have recently been interviewed by the founder of district100.wordpress.com. Um, so you can check that interview out by going on our website, netlockpodcast.com, and click on the feature link of websites that have featured us on their site, including the interview with us conducted by Matt, not me, Matt. The Matt, Matt um, He's the owner of district100.wordpress.com. Yeah, so check that out. Um, good interview, I believe. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right, so getting into the show here, we have Pan and Post, where we cover the most major news stories in the franchise since the last episode. So the first news story is the nominations for the 2012 MTV Movie Awards have been announced, and The Hunger Games is nominated for 7 out of 12. Ooh. Yeah, but... Wow. <laughs> okay. Did you just... Really? What? <laughs> really, Matt? Okay. Sorry. So this is the only year that HG, or sorry, that Hunger Games, <laughs> Harry Potter, and Twilight will be fighting for the awards. That's This is the only overlap. Um, so just kind of an exciting thing. I think Twilight has really uh, won everything yeah. um, in years past when going against Harry Potter. So Hunger um, Games is going to take it this year. Yeah. So pretty good nominations for that. If you want to vote for that, go to mtv.com and uh, find the rest. So... <laughs> you want to look for it? Do it yourself. Um, yeah, I was going to get the link for you guys, but you guys are smart. You can figure it out. Um, so, the next news story, if we're, are we done with that? I think we'll talk about the winners, you know, how Hunger Games... Josh got nominated for a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, awesome stuff there. So, the next news story um, is about the DVD, which is exciting to be able to yeah, own to a copy that, of the movie. I was looking that up when it was going to come out. Yes, well, I have that information for you. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to read a quote here um, by, you know, someone. someone. <laughs> that's bad that sighting. Oh, yeah, come on. That's Kira. You should have created work sighted, annotated. Come yeah, on. come on. All right. So, quote, the studio is considering pushing the DVD release to five months after its the- theatrical opening, as opposed to the usual four-month window. According to people familiar with the matter. Uh, I read that wrong. All right. <laughs> Uh, the time frame would also allow to take advantage of back-to-school momentum in the retail environment. Um, so basically, this means that it's going to come out August or September, which is a long wait, but That's somehow right, we'll know? manage. I can yeah. get you a discount. Yeah. Because it'd be a Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Matt works at Best Buy now. Um, so the DVD release date in Germany is August 18th, just to kind of give us, you know, some date. But, um, yeah, look for that in August. Oh, no, because it makes We live in Germany. Good luck. Yeah. August 18th. No, because... Hey, we've got No, it makes sense people. because the Hunger Games in Germany came out March 22nd, mm. which was the so day before So maybe it's going to be a day before August ours. August 19th. Yeah, nice. All right. That's my assumption. Yeah, so when we're going back to school, you know, look out for that. Oh, God, senior year. Here we go, guys. Yep. So... What? Sorry. Are we supposed to be excited about that? Sad? What do you, what do you want from us? It's bittersweet. Uh, it's bittersweet. bittersweet. Anyways. Yep. Enough about us. Yeah. <laughs> so the film... Kira, I'm sorry. What? You're just like, you go, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't know what to... I don't know what to say. No. No. 
Keep going. Keep, keep going? going. All right. <laughs> um, so the next news story is the film has surpassed Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 to become the highest grossing book-to-film adaptation domestically. Oh, wow. This is... I, I know I keep throwing new records. The Hunger Games has broken. But, I mean, this they keep getting better. Yeah, better this one's big. This I one mean, is like, huge. Think, like, think of all the book-to-film adaptations. I mean, like, you have you Lord have, of the like, Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. That's, like, the biggest one, I think. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if Harry Potter, theaters. Twilight, we've talked about a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, but, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, how it's not doing well internationally. Oh, right, yeah. So, if you compare it to the same movie that it passed domestically, um, internationally, Deathly Hallows Part 2 has $1.3 billion compared to The Hunger Games, 106, sorry, Six hundred and eighteen million. So that's a huge difference um, in what their total numbers are. Yeah. So um, hopefully that will change though, um, since China has now approved the release of the Hunger Games, which will add a great bonus to the film's existing wow. um, six hundred million. Um, and that is actually the third largest box office country in the world. So that should help increase the numbers because you think about it, you got the U.S. Yeah. I guess U.K. are probably I'm guessing, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's the first one. But yeah, another thing is it's a big deal because China has only released, like, they only release 20 foreign films a year, so they choose which 20. So for Hunger Games to make the cut, you know, all of these things are leading to it is the next big Mm -hmm. franchise. That's so strange how they have to approve movies. I know. Like, it's different from the U.S. where it's, like, all these... Yeah, you take it for granted. ...X-rated movies we have and all that. Probably in China we couldn't be doing this podcast right now. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways. anything to say, Matt? Are you just chilling there? No, keep going. Just keep going? All right. All right, I'll do then. So, to say, I'll say it. Yeah, so we're actually wrapping up the news here. I mean, the movie's kind of Did we talk about Francis Lawrence was confirmed? Yes, we have. We confirmed we, that? We talked about that for a long time. We said time. he was nominated. We, we said, I'm pretty sure we said he's confirmed. I'm fairly confident in that. But we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. So Heat Vision reported um, on Michael Arndt. Is that how I'm... Is it A-R-N? A-R-N-T. Yeah, but aren't. Of rewriting the script, which seems kind of crazy. Like, does that ever happen? Do you guys know? Like, they Rewriting which script? Catching Fire. Like, they wrote the script, and now they're going to rewrite it? That's not a good sign, I don't think. Because, like, if you have a script, it yeah. should be sufficient enough. Yeah. Like, now if they're rewriting it, it must have been really bad. Where'd you get that information, Kira? Where did I get this information? Why do you want to know where I got this information? Like, what is it? Like, are my citations not good enough for you? Is this, this, is, this, is like, is this English class? Because I, I don't, I, never mind. It's fine. Just, the better question is, where did Heat Vision get their information? Yeah. I got the information from Heat Vision. That don't they're reporting the messenger. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a messenger. <laughs> All right. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. All right. So, um, the quote from Heat Vision, I'll cite them. Is the sequel is barreling towards a late summer production start, which we knew early September. Um, while Lionsgate doesn't yet have a deal with Arndt, which is the one rewriting the script, as I said, if he signs on, he will have to work double time to get the script ready due to a squeeze schedule caused by his star, Jennifer Lawrence, commitment to Fox's X-Men first class sequel. And Lame. I just wanted to include that tight schedule was one reason why Ross declined to take on the project, which we didn't oh. know. Um, last episode recording. Come on, Ross. What's going on? Well, but he he said that I don't have a direct quote here, but he basically he said that I can't film this in the time frame you're giving me because yeah. Jen has to film um, the sequel to X Men First Class, mm-hmm. and she has to film the sequel to Hunger Games. So they're they're both kind of clashing, and so they finally work something out, um, which kind of seems weird. You'd think her um, manager would like be able to, you know, when you're signing a contract, you have to know. All right, these are the dates that they're saying, like. Which yeah. seems kind of crazy, but... I didn't even think X-Men First Class did well enough yeah, that I wanted like, a sequel. I, I did like the movie. It was it was much better than I thought, mostly because of Jen's acting, because she was a major role in <laughs> yeah. it. But, um, no, I thought it was I don't think with Jen makes it better. She was and the blue I like girl, the whole, right? Yeah. She was blue girl. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I like the whole jeans thing in that. That was cool. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. Not a good sign so far for Catching Fire. But I guess it is kind of what we speculated, that we thought it was going to be, like, pressure. Well, we said pressure from the audience, but I, I now guess it's like, it... I mean, it's kind of like that, because he doesn't want to put put a name on his product that he doesn't think is going to be good enough. Yeah. But it's like, first, we're losing the director. Now they're rewriting the script. Mm-hmm. Now they're too close on fit. Like, they're too tight of a schedule. Like, yeah. Oh, Hunger Games. Scary. What is happening to you? Yeah. Getting a little skeptical here. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, that about does it for the news for uh, this episode. So we can move on to our um, main segment, analyzing the books by chapters through the eyes of Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> so <laughs> we have started analyzing. I was going for a. Uh, um, yeah. Oh what God. was that? Uh, um, what's his name? Oh my God. Caesar Flick. Caesar Flick. You're, you're you gotta be kidding. I'm. We just came back from school. It's a little rusty, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going for a Caesar flicker in there. Um, yeah, so we've already started analyzing Catching Fire in our last episode. If you haven't heard that, you can go back and listen to episode 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt is going to continue with chapter two. Woo! So take away, Matt. Okay, sorry. Collect your thoughts. So chapter two starts off when, well, we left on chapter one where she sees President Snow sitting in her study. And the first thought that goes through her mind is, like, why is he here? The only reason why he would travel all the way to District 12 only means that she's in trouble. Yes. Correct. And so she says that a shiver goes through me when I think of a pro- of the proximity of my mother and sister to this man who despises me. So it's, like, obviously the whole concern about... Um, Family, yes. <laughs> I just lost that. Yeah, just the whole concern about her family, and um, she's contemplating throughout this the whole aspect of what President Snow is doing here, and knowing Katniss, she's very attentive to details, so she notices all the things about him. She says he looks like a snake. Facial like the, feedback. The snake eyes, the like? lips, the smile, everything yeah. reminds her of a snake, so she says, you stay clear away from a snake. You don't want it to bite you, basically. Cool. That kind of thing. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... I'm just breezing through this chapter here because, to be honest, it wasn't. Yeah, very, I mean, it, it wasn't very in depth. It was I more like we're calm, in that review. It was stage. kind of like call yeah. and response. Personally, a lot of this chapter was a review of her mm-hmm. being madly in love with Peta. That she has to keep that portrayal. Mm-hmm. And now, was this whole chapter just to kind of give a, um, a framework here? It starts off with President Snow being there. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's then how does the it. Yeah, because yeah. that's how the first chapter ends. And then it ends to kind of uh, fast forward a little bit. It ends with him... Leaving. Leaving. Okay. All right. So we know yeah. kind of where but, we are. Yeah, we're definitely in the review stage. Still, though, yeah. yeah. Just, okay. like, just, just to start out with a summary, she basically sums up in the chapter her love for, like, how she's supposed to love Peta, the de- um, debacle with the triangle, love triangle mm-hmm. between her, mm-hmm. Peta, and Gail. And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she goes on for about three or four pages about how her and Gail had their first kiss. When? When was that? <laughs> yes, they were in the woods together. Wait, woods. just get to it later, but right. we're okay. definitely going over this. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Just like, um, oh, and then they talk about this. But anyway. So, <laughs> I was looking at this, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is four pages of... Hey, uh, like, this was I, a big moment thing is, in my I didn't, life, I didn't notice it either when I was reading it for the second time. I still didn't realize, like... A first kiss with someone is important. How long did she <laughs> How, like, Come how on. she rants about things and, like... Usually awkward. <laughs> how she goes on complete tangents about stuff we already know. Okay. She does that much. All right, now too. stop complaining. Get Sorry. to the book. <laughs> um, you call yourself a fan. Yeah. <laughs> and so he asked her, the first thing, one of the first things he says to her was that my advisors were concerned you would be difficult, but you're not planning on being difficult, are you? So it's yes. kind of like that like intimidation kind of question. Obviously, yeah. you have to say no like to that. Like a challenge. Yeah. And it kind of showcases like um, President Snow's character because we haven't really, like, we've heard of him and like, oh, he's President Snow and he's so bad, but like, we've never... I don't think we've had a conversation. Have we had a conversation with him? No. I feel like I know more about President Snow from the movie than I do yeah. from the book. Like, I just keep thinking about the movie. But that was also the good thing about the movie. Definitely. That they had those scenes. Like, yeah. those are one, that's one of the good things that... The Rose Garden. Gary yeah. adapted. Um, so... You're on a first-name basis with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what do you want me to say? Mr. Ross? That Gary Ross adapted. Yeah. Like, you're citing a source, Ross. Not Gary. That Ross adapted. Gare Bear. <laughs> 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 uh, like how I call my teachers by their first names. Yeah, um, that's great. Especially so if they're listening to this. <laughs> we have uh, teachers listen to us. I'm not not gonna. They do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. Okay. Not gonna I, get into I that. About. Okay. Um. So this is probably insignificant, but she was talking about how he's sitting at the de- the desk and the study. So she's describing about how the polished wood on the desk. It's how like the desk is where Prim does her homework and. Um, her mother, um, Mrs. Everdeen does her budgets, and so she says, like our home, this is a place that he has no right, but ultimately every right to occupy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of like that double negative that, like, he shouldn't be here, but then again, he has, he has every right to be there. He owns the whole country. He owns everything. Country. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's concerned about that, and she, she has her security issues, so, like, when someone infiltrates that, like, safe zone, then she's just, she just completely shuts down. She doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And then... 
she has that terse facial expression, and then she's like, oh, my vocabulary, she's really good today. No, no. terse, you used it wrong. Terse is like short. Terse? Terse. Short. Terse means like short, like a um, short face. That that class is very terse and like oh. to the point. Oh, short. Well, sorry. Try to use big words. I know. It English never works major, out. In my favorite. She's the English major, so she should. Yeah. Whoop whoop. And um. I appreciate your effort. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he says, "I have a problem, Miss Everdeen. A problem that began the moment you pulled out those poisonous berries in the arena." And so you then, must have a problem with this podcast too. Sorry. Oh. You know. Did you, you ever know his first name? Uh, oh, it starts with C, right? Who are we talking about? Cornelius? Cornelius? Cornelius. Maybe? Is yeah, it? yeah. It is? Okay. It's Cornelius. Present Snow. <laughs> Present Snow. Okay, move on, because I'm totally lost. Present Snow. Yes. I was asking if we ever knew his first name. Oh, ever knew... All right, okay. <laughs> All right, just ignore me, I'm sorry. And so then she goes on for a few pages... Oh, Why do you keep saying how long she goes on for? Going on about explaining about, oh, we had to pull the berries out in the arena to show our desperate love, that kind of thing. So she's and, like um, explaining why. Yeah. And if, um, he says, if the head game makers, game maker, Seneca Crane, had had any brains, he'd have blown you to dust right then. Oh. But he had an unfortunate sentimental streak. So here you are. Can you guess where he is? Dead. Dead. Did I get that right? I know, because the way he says it, it's clear that Seneca Crane has been executed. And we saw that at the end of Hunger yeah. Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's weird. And, um, so threatening. I mean, do you think that, like, it was... I don't want to say right, because obviously it wasn't right for him to execute him, but, like, do you think he really didn't have a choice? Like, if he had... He had to, like, maintain, like, the... Oh, the, the capital is the capital, and... You know what I mean? Like, through the eyes of Cornelius Snow. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think he I had, mean, I think he had the right to. He had the right to? Because, like, if you're... He should have... Seneca should have realized that the berries were act, an act of... Def- oh. <laughs> the berries were an act of defiance. And if Seneca didn't realize that... Do you think he did? Or do you think... I think he, he just d- didn't know what else to do? I mean, obviously he knew... I think he was waiting to see if they would actually do it. I wish, like... I would just... I wish really? President Snow was, like, in the room, the game maker room, because, like, all right, like, so... Like, what else does he do? Yeah, it's like, Seneca Crane is put in this position, what would you do, President Snow? He would probably kill one of them. Yeah, and, and then, he trusted But then, Seneca. like, then there would totally, like, all the districts would be upset. And, the di- yeah, the district would be like, you killed our lover, like, you, like, directly it, killed him. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, a tribute killed him? Yeah. Because that would be like, oh, we miss him, but, like... Mm-hmm. If you send, like, a mutt after him, yeah. that's not going to work. Yeah, it's, like, clearly a game maker thing. But I think that, I mean, he had to know that they were going against Capitol because that's the reason that he stopped them. But maybe he did, but, like, maybe President Snow didn't stop then, right? Like, didn't wasn't in the same room? Like, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm going, saying, I'm, I'm going okay, back to that. Okay, sorry, because, you're going all over the place. I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, Seneca's had a constant streak, like a winning streak. This was, like, his third or fourth year doing the Hunger Games. So he built that trust with President Snow. So President Snow. I thought it was his first year. Am no, I mistaken? It, no, it was his third year or fourth year. He's been doing it for a while. In the movie, I feel like it portrayed it differently. No, Caesar. Caesar asked. This is like your third year or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. In sorry, the, my bad. Yeah, in, All the, right. in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I remember. I, I got you. I feel yeah. Thanks, girl. Um, so Snow probably adapted that trust mm-hmm. and confidence in Seneca to know that he would make the right decision. All right. And so when that didn't. Happen, he just killed him. Off with your head. Well, like, <laughs> would you do the same thing? No. Would I kill someone? No. no. but, like, if you knew it was going to hurt, like, if you knew you were strongly against the rebellion, mm-hmm. would you still, you would have to blame somebody for it. You would still have to blame... Wait, wait, would I... You would, would have I... to blame somebody for the district's uprising. Yes. Because you know it wasn't your fault. Because you didn't... I'm, wait, I'm Snow or you're I'm snow, Seneca? Snow. I'm Snow. Okay. You're Snow. And it's it's not your fault because you didn't spark the rebellion. Okay. So, whose fault would you put it on? You can't put it on the tributes because that they were just doing what they need to do to survive. Yeah, but you have to send a message to the districts that this is not okay, you can't rebel. Because, I mean, we... Oh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show, um, we're talking about all the books. We can reference all the books now. We're Side totally, note, okay. Yeah, so, because I'm about to have a spoiler, obviously. So, I mean, we, we know that the districts rebel in the end, and... You know, that turns out mostly in their favor. So, looking back, I mean, in history, it's it's always like, oh, all these mistakes. But it's like, in that moment, they had to show the districts that you can't do this or you will die. 
Otherwise, they lose all of that credibility and all of that power. Yeah. So they should have, from the Capitals perspective, they should have just killed Cass and Peter yeah, or their families, both, everything. You know? Yeah, because you can't make empty threats because then no one's going to believe you. What do you think, no would, ha- gonna believe do you think you? Yeah. would happen if she wrote the Hunger Games and in the end she killed, maybe she killed one of them. Maybe she killed Katniss or Peter. Oh. Like, how how do you think it would change the effect of, like, this book or Mockingjay? Would she, if bo- say both Katniss and Peter died. That's kind of, um, In which book? In the first book. Say they both ate the well, berries. Well, then there wouldn't be a trilogy in the And then, no, mistake. maybe in the second book, it would be something like... New A new, new tribute, except one from District 1, who is more closer to the capital. That's what I wish. I mean, like, as much as I love the series, and I have this problem, too, with the Harry Potter series, it's like, I love these books so much... I just wish, and I know it's probably the author can't do this because it's their own story, but, like, I just wish they wrote more about it. Like, for J.K. Rowling, like, maybe she would focus on a different witch or wizard, you know what I mean? Like, go to someone, a different person, and, like, start almost, like, a whole new series. Like, it's the same world, the world that we love, but it's a whole new character. But I can't think of an example, but books that have done that don't do as well. Mm. Like, okay, for example, in Book Club, Mariah. You can do it as a side book. Yeah, like, um... Okay, uh, scratch the book club thing. Um, Percy Jackson. Yes. Rick Riordan made a world, mm-hmm. right? Half Camp Half-Blood, all that. And then he took this world, and once the char- the original characters in the original series, Percy Jackson, once they grew up or whatever, mm-hmm. he had new characters go to this camp. Now, Percy Jackson was an awesome series, um, more for, like, middle school guys, but whatever. <laughs> so, um, you know, the movie didn't do as great, and that's why the fandom didn't, you know didn't turn into a franchise and all that. But anyway, the other books aren't doing as well as mm-hmm. the original series. It, if he kept writing those, he, I think he would have done better. Yeah. So I I disagree with you on that, that they should change the characters, but yeah. I agree with you on the point that I think she should have maybe killed more major characters earlier on in the series. Yeah, and if, then another thing is, okay, so say um, Colin's like, killed either PETA or Katniss in the first book, but, like, one of them lived. That's kind of like, um, like a new dystopian novel, Delirium, I think it, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's on my list. It's pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's popular. (laughs) Um, I got that on my list, guys. Don't (laughs) worry. It's in the corner over there, it's on my list. (laughs) Um, so, basically, here's a spoiler, so don't go on if you haven't read it. Spoiler, spoiler! for, for Delirium? Yeah, uh uh-oh, you want to read it? Maybe. Oh, it's a big spoiler. Oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to oh, know. I had a good point. Should, should. No, that's all right. Oh, okay. All right. But I'm, I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> all right, Kira, you're on the fun. I'm sorry. I do that a lot. Uh, don't but um, like going on what Mariah said, I do agree with the whole creating a different character because... You how, agree with that. Yeah, how interesting would it be? I've had a few ideas about this too, like creating a character who is in some way in a close tie with President Snow. Like, I've had this idea. I was thinking about writing a fan fiction about it. Go yeah, that's it. what fanfics are, like, like, writing the same like, world. Like, it would be, like, this character was in a close relationship with President Snow, such as, like, his right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something like that, who knows all the weaknesses, all the strengths of President Snow, who knows him outside of, like, a public eye. And so to say something happens in Panem that is blamed on the fault of that main character, and President Snow banishes him to District 1 so he can participate in the Hunger Games as a form of punishment. Ooh. And the whole time he's in the arena... He has, he's trying to formulate a way to, um, defy President Stone, try to ruin him. Like, it would be interesting to see the life of someone who is close to him, also the life of someone who's in a, like, a top district. Or that went capital to district. Yeah. That's seeing the life of No one steal that. Seeing what it's, yeah, that's (laughs) the credibility. Yeah, you gotta copyright that. Um, seeing what's like in the life of the capital under President Snow, and then seeing what's like in a district who is basically trained when they're very young to be in the Hunger Games, who it's an honor to be part of it. Yeah. So that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean... I mean, because, to be honest, like, you kind of get sick of having that whole love triangle thing going on, because yep. it carries on until the third book. So yeah, throughout the series. She doesn't get it resolved until the last freaking chapter yeah, of the yeah. third book. Which is really disappointing. And it's annoying, because that, that means she can't develop, like, a set relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. She did not define because the relationship. It's like, okay, say, for example... <laughs> DTR. Spoiler alert. Okay, she ends up with Peter in the end. Say she makes that decision with Peter in, like, in this book when they're on the beach together and they're... It would have given them more and time she to felt, And she felt like yeah. that gut feeling inside for, like, this is what she wanted. Like, suppose that was... She decided that she wants... She loves Peter. She could have spent the entire, 
like, third book. Well, we don't know if Peter gets kidnapped in the third book, but she could have spent that entire third book developing that relationship with him. Instead... But they still develop the relationship. Like, but don't it was, take it, that But away. it took forever. And it's kind of like it's hard to do that because all of a sudden it's end of, end of last sentence in the I third book. I hated that. Then all of a sudden epilogue, she's married to Peter and they have kids. I'm sorry, this is such a spoiler, but... and we'll No, probably, sorry, we've already said I it. just, yeah, like, oh, that was my least favorite part about the book. I just felt like the third book was so bad because... Yeah, I didn't like the The third last book. chapter was just like... Oh yeah, I did. I uh, I got together with Peta and we had some kids and like and like, it, yeah. and like I just oh, I don't know. Like I was just waiting for this relief. Like way, yes, you got yeah. together with Peta and you were better and it's okay and like, but that never happened. Yes, yes Matt. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the way she worded it too, it makes it seem like it's so much more in depth and emotional. That's why like the way Suzanne Collins has her language formulated for Katniss. Basically, what Mariah just said is exactly what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like, maybe in a synopsis it's... in a basic English language. Susan Collins, Collins dragged it on so much more, using a lot of advanced vocabulary and a lot of like imagery and that kind of thing to make it seem more emotional and more in-depth than it actually was. I so, don't know. Like, if she didn't have those writing skills, it would have just been it would have just bad. Be, it would just because, like, basically, a summary of the third book is that like they rebel... And Peter gets kidnapped, Prim dies. They're all mad at, like, Peter and Katniss don't ever really recover. And I mean, like, again, like, I kind of do want a happy ending, which I know people probably like, that's not realistic. And it's like, I just, I just, maybe I didn't want a fully happy ending, but I wanted that relief that started in the first book. Mm -hmm. That whole conflict, that inner conflict with Katniss. And, like, I don't know, it just never happened. She just never resolved that main problem. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it wasn't a happy ending because Prim died. I mean, that should be sad enough. It wasn't happy, but I almost feel like, I mean, Prim wasn't a major enough character. I feel like if you have I, yeah, such a series where it's so dangerous, if it's just... The little sis, like the... Hey, let me finish. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'm it's okay. It's just like, I have, a, I, I have an actual point this time, so... <laughs> um, it's just that, like, if you're going to have this series where everything is so dangerous, I mean, you have kids going to arena and dying. I mean, you have a lot of major characters dying mm-hmm. in the games, but outside the games, you really don't. And I feel like it would have made it better if either Katniss or Peeta died, because then it would have been a true, like, tragedy mm-hmm. and a true, like, dystopian. And, like, it, yeah. I think it would have ma- been more realistic. It would have been nice. I'm not going to say it would have been nice. It would have been bad if Katniss did die, say, in the second book. Like, she didn't get out. Oh, yeah. She, she didn't needs get out. to be she there for the third. She didn't get... Katniss didn't die. In, well, no, I'm saying that Kat, if Katniss did die. If Katniss died. If Katniss died in this in this Catching Fireball. Yeah. She didn't make it out of the arena when they all had that um, plan mm-hmm. that they meant to protect Katniss. Instead, they took Peta. How about... It would have been interesting if the third book, she wrote it from Peta's perspective. I wouldn't... Uh, no? no? I wouldn't like that. No. Okay. Sorry, because, first of all, I just don't like books in general that are from, Peter, like, a boy's perspective. Really? Yeah. It's just not my not my cup of tea. But, um... I... And then also, I just don't think that would have been good because... Okay. You can't lose your main character. And it was all that's from... True. Like, the main character. Yes, yes. Yeah, like... Because that's... My... Yeah, that's like... I don't know. Like that was taking stupid. I'm sorry. the chromosomes <laughs> out of a person or something like that. Like, you just lose yeah. the whole backbone. The building box of a DNA molecule, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think it would have been, um, I don't want to say better, I, I don't know the word choice here, but I think it would have been more effective if Peta died. I think it would have made it a better story. Yes. But then that would, then you would, she would lose, Kira, I'm that's sorry. such a good point. She oh. would lose half the audience, <laughs> half her readers, yeah. if they, she killed that romance. Yeah, but I think, eh, I'm saying like last couple of chapters, Peta dies, she's distraught, and Maybe she commits suicide. Do Romeo and Juliet come up with I don't know. Yeah, but the only thing That's about so that... I can't I say what I want to say. I'm sorry. But anyways, but I feel like that would be kind of good because me being a Kira, Roman... Kira, please just do the spoiler? Please. No, I won't do that to Kira. No, um, plus other listeners. We can't do that. Yeah, it's, can't do that. I don't know, but you should read it. Anyways. I will. It's um, on my list. But I felt like if they did kill Peta off in the first book, I feel like that would, sh- yeah, she'd be depressed in the beginning of the book. Not but the I first w- book. I'd want to see him a little bit more. Oh, that, okay, yeah. But, but I was like, it could like open up for like new romance. You know what That's I mean? True. Which yeah. is yeah. Maybe she could have done something with Finnick. You know, right? I don't I mean, even know where we started. And maybe this she's point. not. Yeah. I maybe she's not even. I'm still. I'm still done. I'm not done with this. Oh my god. <laughs> this maybe is like she, a whole what if segment then right she here. She wouldn't have to be obligated to be with Gail because okay, Peta dies, but then she feels like. She had that inner conflict with Gail, too, so it's like she can't be with Gail without thinking about Peta, too. Yeah. So it's like maybe... Oh, my God. Maybe when she gets called back into the Hunger Games, um, in this book, she meets another tribute there, and maybe she can fall in love with another <laughs> tribute. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're done with this point. Finnick is like... I'm just Finnick's saying. too old for her. I'm so excited for Finnick. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for Finnick. I'm so excited to, like, when we get Finnick, to him, Finnick, start talking Finnick, about Finnick, the casting. Finnick, 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 Finnick. Finnick's like, in love with him. Bow, 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 bow. Okay. <laughs> and Finnick's in love with Annie. It's not going to work. I don't care. I just... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. Okay. So, where do we... So, where do we leave off? I don't even know. Is anyone still listening to us? Going back to what we were actually talking about... Um, back to the text. Back to the text. Snow is telling Katniss that like what your actions could Wait, have what? been. Who? Snow. 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 I thought you said no. I was like. Snow what? is starting, going to like advising Katniss that like what you did could possibly start you know what we call an uprising. Like you, who says that what you did did not start an uprising? And Katniss asks, "Well, were there uprisings?" And he says, um, "That not, information is disclosed. Yeah, not yet, but they'll follow. Um, the people of the districts will follow." In other districts, so like say like, it's like the domino theory. Yes, from history. Oh, yeah. Throwback. Um, back, Let's go back to when communism and all that was going on. When that was going on. Let's um, segue into that one. Okay. Anyways, when um, who who's president? Uh, uh, LBJ, mm-hmm. Lyndon B. Johnson was president. Um, he came up with this domino theory. I don't know. No, I think Eisenhower came up with it, but it's called yeah. the domino theory, and it's like, basically, that was the whole reason for the containment of commun- communism, because they thought if one country fell, then all the surrounding countries would follow communism. In Southeast Asia and, and Europe like, and I think, the rest yeah, of the world. That's like why Cuba, we had a sticker of FATNAs involved. Or not not yeah. Cuba. Dominican Republic. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Cuba was lost already. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Missiles there. Who knows? All right. A little history fact. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, guys. So, do you think that it was a smart move on Snow's part, again, going this whole Snow's perspective, to tell Katniss that there were uprisings and there could be if she keeps going? Because doesn't it give her that information, like, yeah, telling the enemy what you're doing? Like, Stupid move, like, like hey, Snow, hey, uh, Katniss, and if you do that, there'll be a rebellion, so, um, just don't do that. It's right? like telling, it's like telling a kid, don't eat any cookies for Don't dinner. think of a lemon, don't think of a lemon. Everyone just thought of a lemon. <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> Oh, I lost the game. I think, because President Snow knows that Katniss is going to care about a lot of people, so I think he wants to see if it has an effect on her, if people are testing her out, dying. testing the waters. Yeah, because yeah. she always, she cares about people dying, like, the way she reacted to when Rue died is completely different than how Kato acted when he killed people. So it's like she has that well, emotion. Well, she didn't kill Rue. No, no compared to how she killed Marvel to Kato killing someone. Okay, so That's a better comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you think he's basically testing her, saying, yeah, the, these uprisings aren't going to start, but they will start if you keep this up. Makes Which her, is a stupid makes, thing to it say. It makes her think that the capital is threatening her and also threatening yeah. the people. It makes it put the fault on her that it's her fault yeah. that people are going to die. Yep. So, that's my spiel. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Okay, this is the love triangle thing. Um, oh, the first kiss? No. Not yet. Okay. Really? Is, right. How many pages is this? Um, anyway. So, Mrs... I was about to say, sorry. Mrs. Everty brings in a plate of tea and cookies, and um, Katniss knows that her hands start shaking. Yeah. As she's doing it, so she quickly puts the tea down. And I can just, did, I can vividly picture, picture her walking in with her shaking hands yes. and the teacup yeah. rattling, like. And so, um, Katniss notices that the cookies that are on the plate are, are only made by the, PETA. have only the floral pattern on them. That would only Tiger Lily. That would only, no. No? It's like, it's he, a tiger lily. he picks up, um, what is it? It's um, tiger lily. Hmm, I don't remember. Prove me wrong. They're not, he didn't, she didn't say. What she will. They were. She will. And a plate of cookies. They are beautifully iced with softly colored flowers. The frosting work can only be pitas. Hmm. And that, just to note, is the first time she mentions pita? Am I correct? No. 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 She oh, mentions um, Oh, I forgot about that. Snow Sorry. picks up one of the cookies and says, Lovely, your mother made these? She responds, as pita. She says, pita. And then she says, And for the first time, I find I can't hold his gaze. I reach my tea, but set it back down when I hear the cup rattling against the saucer. So that's the whole thing where she's like thinking about pita and she's nervous for pita and just like mentioning his name gets her. Mm-hmm. And how she actually does and, care like, about him. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like now anything related to PETA is just going to be a ball of nerves for her. It's like, yeah. it's kind of hard for the relationship to develop at this point because, even though we it's know so, it it's does, like under pressure. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, anything surrounding him. Now he's in danger. Now she's in danger. Now they have to keep appearances. It's like, how is the relationship supposed to form under this pressure? Yeah. Should be that. Um, and so, 
Snow goes on to, he's making a lot of small talk with her. So he asks, how's the handsome cousin? Referring to Gail, who was supposed to be the said but cousin. Again, yes. he's not just making small talk. I mean, these but are like, all snide is, comments. Yeah, like, this is like. I'm not going to outright say it, but you know what I mean yeah. by yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, she starts starting because she doesn't know how to respond to it. And because it's like, she's thinking that. <laughs> she starts starting again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when she's starting, he interrupts her and says, speak, Miss Everdeen. Um, him I can usually kill off we don't come to a happy resolution. You weren't doing him a favor by disappearing into the woods with him each Sunday. Which is a huge... And this just throws her off because the woods, like, are supposed, the woods are supposed to be her sanctuary. We're like, Gail Kugel on constant yeah. rants about the Capitol, and she'd think that they wouldn't hear her, hear him or them talking about it. Yeah. But and the, the entire time that she's known Gail, they... They well, have, it's not have, saying that. They might have heard her. They probably would have heard him, maybe, but they've seen them. Yeah, they definitely know that they've gone out there. I don't know if they've known what's happened out there. Do you like, think that maybe they have, like, the woods, like, bugged with, like, microphones yeah, that, and I mean, like, that's cameras? An, you, that's an assumption you can make, but really it's just saying that they know. Do you think scary. they have, like... You might even be bluffing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but he knows Maybe that not. they went Probably into the woods. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't fact, bluff Mariah. Yeah. And, like, he couldn't President bluff. Snow does not bluff. <laughs> <laughs> But he, they probably have peacekeepers that, like, tell him yeah, things. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, I don't know, like, I don't get the whole thing that it's 8,000 people. It seems like too small of a community. Like, everyone yeah. knows everyone. So I, I feel like the numbers yeah, I know. and the relationships don't match. In our town, we have, like, I, I mean, actually don't know how many people we have. I don't know. Our school has 1,000. Yes. So if you, you kind of, like... Yeah, so, I mean, that's really yeah. small. I like, see kids that I haven't seen ever before, and it's like, man, yeah. and I'm like, wait, who are you? You're in yeah. school? <laughs> but, anyways. So, um, then she starts to tell the reader the story of the first, like, the, I don't want to say the first case, because it's like, that didn't, she didn't say that yet. She starts telling the reader, starts like, going back her to experience is in the woods, yeah. and about Gail. Um, After the this is games. She goes to the story about how this, it's the first time that, Gail was supposed to meet her in the woods after she got back from the victory tour and, like, after Not the, the victory tour, you're wrong. No. After the games. Yes. yes. That victory tour hasn't happened yeah. yet. Yes. Um, sorry. Woo-hoo. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so she says that Gail was pretty upset with her because of the whole PETA thing and playing the romance. Yeah. And it was just, he was distraught It shows by that it. he likes her. And so um, Gail had started working in the mine, so he rarely had any time to see her at all. Mm-hmm. And Poor between guy. what she was doing, like, being in front of the cameras and, like, kissing PETA and, like, doing all that stuff, she really had any privacy alone to herself. So when she waited at least two hours for Gail to come into the woods on that Sunday, and so they did, when he finally showed up, they did what they normally did. They hunted, they gathered, they fished, and they just had, like, it was supposed to be before the games, like, how they normally were. Mm-hmm. And um, But it didn't feel the same. No. Something was off, she was ex- describing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as they're done and they're walking back from the woods... Katniss starts talking about something random about um, the snares and how well she's trained in it mm-hmm. from in the games. And all of a sudden, um, Peter, uh, Peter, oh my god. Gail, you just wanted to be Peter. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gail takes um, her face in his hands and he kisses her. Just completely unexpected. Ah, that's so and cute. And she's taken aback <laughs> by it. And she, like, she doesn't know how to respond to it. And she, she's just so distraught and she, he just walks away. I don't remember that at all. And I hear me that. and Gail, don't walk away. So, that's really Yeah, cute. he says, I had to do that at least once, and then he was gone. Aw, they're so cute. <laughs> so does this mean you don't like Katniss and Pete together, or you just, you're just, just all over them? Every, every time I think of Gail, I think of Liam Hemsworth, and then I think of Ugly. Liam and Jennifer <laughs> kissing, I'm just like, it's it's not working. I yeah. just love love. Alright, so, so let's talk about this kiss a little bit. Why do you think... Let's start with an obvious question. Why do you think Gail kissed her in the first place? Because what is thinking? her. I had to do that at least oh, once. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do it at least <laughs> once. <laughs> he had to do it at least once. And then you're just like, I had to do it. <laughs> Oopsies. Um, I don't know. I mean, he had to do it at least once. I mean, that's. So yeah, but why? Like, look, come on, what are we, an academic what, English? Why? why, why, why? <laughs> come on, we're calling All right, I'll answer my own question. I think he had to do that to show Katniss that there was something between them and that she can't just go off and be with other guys. Yeah. It's, you know, they You're have right. a relationship. You belong with me! <laughs> have you ever thought, just maybe, that, you know, Katniss belongs with Gail, you know? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he had so, to do it at least. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's actually not right. funny, but it actually is funny. <laughs> All right, well, if you guys have nothing else to say... Well, I guess we're really think of something creative to say about it. No. I would think that you would have something intellectual to say, Mariah. Okay. So she's going... So she tells the reader this whole thing. I don't think she actually, like, thinks it about the scene that happens. She maybe thinks it once. But if she's actually telling the story, you have to tell the reader what's going on exactly. Mm -hmm. So... um, She says, Please don't hurt Gary Whisper. He's just my friend. He's been my friend for years. That's all that's between us, besides everyone thinks we're cousins now. That was kind of stupid to say, though, because you're showing how weak you are. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, she doesn't want to be like, oh, just kill it, it's fine. Because then he might actually do it. But, like, she should just show indifference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Otherwise, like, oh, you're weak. Like, that's your weak spot. Let me hit you there. Or you don't care, I'll just kill him anyway. Yeah. yeah I he think was that was stupid her. to say. He was saying, I can just kill him. And um, then, then she just completely shut down. Do you think if yeah. Peter found out that Gail kissed her, do you think he would be jealous? Ooh. Um, this is just my romance. Yeah, fi- finally it's coming out, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it speaks. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think he'd be, like... I feel like inside he'd be jealous, but he wouldn't say it He out wouldn't loud. say anything. I think he's too, like, nice of a guy that it's like, you know, if you want to... Mm-hmm. I keep having a Twilight comparison in my head of, like, yeah. when... Um, I almost said Kristen. Um, what's her name? Bella. Bella. Uh-huh. Um, when she kisses Jacob, like, when she wants to or whatever, yeah. like, Edward's like, it's fine. Like, I feel like that's what Peter would do. Yeah. That he'd but be like, like, if you want to experiment, go ahead and do so. I feel like Peter would be upset, but he wouldn't exactly. say anything more yeah. because he was mad at Katniss, not be- yeah. and to show that he didn't care. That he not would stop talking to her, like, or he wouldn't change Well, anything. I mean, like, I don't know. I just, like, they were, in the last chapter, they were saying things were, like, really cold, so I feel like yeah. he would just keep that, like, cold facade up, so then, like, yeah. he wouldn't, I don't know. I just feel like it would be, he'd be mad, but he'd take it out on Katniss by being, like, cold to her. Yeah. I right. see what you mean. Yeah. And, um, so she says, I'll be the same way on the tour. I'll be in love with him just as I was. Just as you are, corrects President Snow. Just as I am, Ooh. I can so there's a little weak spot right there. Yeah. And um, she says that she's going to convince the districts that what she did was not an act of defiance. It was an act, like, it was an out of love. love. And he goes, you, like, need, first, to, you, have he to goes, you need to aim higher than that. She goes, how do I aim higher? He, has to, he says, you have to convince me that you're in love with him. Okay, so obviously he, the jig's up. He knows that there was no love. Yeah. Or there is no love. Pretty much, yeah. Or there. Yeah. But I think he suspected that all along. That yeah. He could yeah, see right so, through but her. But now he's like, action. I know that you know that I know. I was like, like, oh, you slipped up. You are wrong right yeah, there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong the, the pudding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's a saying. Why? Why? It's a saying. Why? What do you say? It's okay. All right. Anyways, and, I think um, we, what did I say wrong? And so he gets up and he starts to walk out, and um, she's and he's he whispers in her ear. By the way. I know about the kiss. And then the door clicks shut behind him. What? Kiss? The kiss in the woods? Oh, so now no, no, the kiss with Peter, you know, in the games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the like, kiss in the well, woods. Everyone knew about that. Watch so, the sass. Um, but yeah, so I guess that does prove your point that there were cameras or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Bugged. I am never wrong. Or a stalker or something. Which so. is really freaky. That's a good way to end the chapter because it gets you thinking. It's like, yeah. okay, then what else have they heard or seen? Whew. So, that's All right. Got. Well, good job, Matt. That was, know, um... That was pretty brutal. No, 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 it was good. You <laughs> 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 said the same thing. You're like, oh, That was good. Yeah. All right. We're on the same, like, well, wavelength. Yeah. Yes, we are. Um, no, Matt, that was good. <laughs> Our next segment is Capital Opera, and this is where we pick a song that relates to the book, any books now, mm-hmm. the Hunger Games series, that relates to what we discussed, or any seri- any part in the book. And so, Kira selected the song this week. Yes. I A little support, different. I support you. Yeah, I knew Mariah would, you know? We're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so. well, I, I'm, I feel like I'm stealing your line here, I have selected American <laughs> Idiot by Green Day, um, so why don't we take a listen now? Welcome to a new kind of tension All across the alien nation 
Um, all right, so now that we've listened to the song, let's talk about some lyrics here. Um, I think the one that stood out to me most, which made me pick the song and convince Ma- uh, Matt, Mom, <laughs> you're not my mom. It's okay, though. It's okay. <laughs> to convince Matt that um, that I should, you know, rule the segment for one episode. Um, you actually was, didn't convince me. You said we were doing the song, and that was final. Yeah. Well, that's me convincing you. Um, the lyric would be, one nation controlled by the media, just because I feel like this really captures the whole aspect of the capital controlling all the districts in Panama and... Um, and how they're controlling, like, not only are they controlling their, their lives, but also everything in the media. They're taking, okay, what's happening with Katniss and Peta and distorting it for public viewing. And Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think everything, every part of their life in the districts is controlled by the capital in some aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Hunger Games. Because basically, like, I think in District 12, they're, like, the only thing they watch on TV is, like, the Hungry Games. Right, like, you're allowed to... The only reason they have TVs yeah. is because they're, they're, they have to watch it at certain yeah. times. you only see what they want you to see. Exactly. It gives the quote of, like, television dreams of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, too, where it's like, here's the perfect society that you live in. That, that if thing, we do the Hunger Games, that'll be a perfect yeah. society. Just, a, like, that video and the promotional video in the movie, mm-hmm. where, like, Effie got all emotional about I just love that. That part <laughs> where it's, like, it shows, like, a nation, like... Howled in despair and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And also, oh, like, yeah, and then it has it, like, like the, the little parent girl, lifting the, the guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. It's so funny. So laughing. I bet you didn't mm. Matt, what? <laughs> All right. You tried to make a joke on me, and you... Backfire. Stink. <laughs> um, also, of course, the title of the song, American Idiot, that, um, I think what... Um, you know, Green Day is trying to say is that, you know, don't just go by the crowd and everything. Uh, isn't there a quote? We're not the ones who are meant to follow. Like, don't be an American idiot that just goes with what everyone else is doing. And like, we're all watching Jersey Shore. Let's watch Jersey Shore. Now let's, you know, copy them and do drugs and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I feel like this message has a lot of layers and Green Day is, it's got some good stuff. Yay, Green Day. So this will go under. The capital opera section. Just keep in mind, guys, there are a few uh, swears in this song. You now move on to... Oh, God. Okay. One fun segment. Oh, real or not real? Yay. Get excited. Woo! Matt, you are totally killing this. <laughs> Downer. Um, um, You drop your smile. You <laughs> that was that good. Was yeah. I stole it from someone who told me. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> who'd you get it from? Okay, come on. Not studying my sources yet again. <laughs> All right, so this is where um, we actually uh, started the segment on episode 12. Oh I, I believe it's episode 12. Mm-hmm. That was our episode with Jake Vineyard and his cousin Emma. And we that was our, uh, what do you call it, holiday segment. So that's where we uh, debuted this segment. So now it's coming back again. And so this is where we decide whether theories or relationships are real or not real. And obviously we pulled the title of this segment from the quote in Mockingjay. You so love fans, me. real or not real? Yeah, not yeah. real. So fans can submit a real or not real <laughs> idea through our email address at nightlockpodcast at gmail dot com, and we may debate it on debate it tonight. I don't know. We may um, talk about it in future episodes. So the um, issue or theory thing today in the theme of birthdays. In the theme of birthdays, yes. Now. Just kind of contrasting this to last time we did this segment, we talked about if they celebrate holidays. See. So this is a little bit different. So the statement is Panem celebrates birthdays. Real or not real? All right, I'm about to shoot this down right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> didn't Prim get a goat for her birthday? Oh. Shot down. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. Shot down. Okay, but just because she got it for her birthday doesn't mean that they actually celebrate them. By celebrating, goat I'm day. looking for... A birthday cake. I'm looking for some they candles on that. It. I'm looking for. Sorry, sweetie, sweetie. What? It's shot no. down. We're no. done. No. Are you like that segment's over? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. anyone wants yeah. to argue it. But like, how are they? All right. So a typical birthday. Go. You get a go. Okay. <laughs> you, but what you else? Get a go. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> okay, please cut that out because that was the stupidest no. thing I've ever said. <laughs> Bluegrass. No. <laughs> Not yodeling, it's bluegrass. <laughs> All right. <gasps> I don't, yeah, okay. don't worry about it. 
Um, no, this I segment is over here. Are you? No. <laughs> As I read that, I was like, I know how to shut this down. <sighs> it's like I like the segment, but that's an in- whoever said maybe, that. Did maybe. you make that up? <laughs> you did. Nice yeah. Maybe I'll make up next. Maybe, right, maybe, yeah. maybe. Maybe a listener that's more maybe intelligent she's than I am. Referring second. to the contrast of birthdays in Panem too, like yes, compared yes, from uh-huh. a capital birthday to a District Twelve birthday. Yeah, I feel like every day in the capital is a birthday. There we go. <sighs> You're just a bundle of joy today. You're the one. Who <laughs> I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. All right, well, usually that segment would actually have some banter back and forth, but as Mariah said, I'm shot down and done, so. If you want to, like, shoot Mariah down, too, come on, and shoot Kira up. What are you going to say? Yes, I do have, or they don't have birthday. I don't know. Like, shoot me down. I dare you. Go. She'll find you. (laughs) Yeah, you can email her at nightwalkpodcast at gmail.com right there. You can can put in a message, like, Mariah. like To Mariah. Mariah. Yeah, to Mariah. I love you. Just kidding. So talking about, um, you know, people bringing Kira up right here. Um, this, oh, sorry, I have to intro the segment, don't I? Uh, this is Mocking Mail, where we read your listener feedback, such as tweets and emails on the show. So you can send in your feedback at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com for a good chance to be read on the show. So, um, this email is from Tom. Who wants to read it? I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Some of you said that you envisioned President Snow and Senna as Asian. I can't say I recall the description as suggesting this, but Colin's description of the characters is normally rather vague. You have a lot of leeway to imagine the characters to look whatever you want. Funny enough, someone has already casted everyone in the movie as Asian, specifically Korean actors if the movie was a Korean drama. I'm not sure if the proposed actors look like Sinner or President Snow that you envision, but have a look for yourself. So, so he inserts a uh, URL, which I guess we'll put in the uh, summary if anybody wants to take a look. On the idea of cash grabbing, how do you guys feel about all the marketing and merchandising of a book slash movie prop- property that set- centers on children murdering each other for entertainment and that criticizes the very merchandising that is going on in real life around the book slash movie? Which we should probably just pause as we go so we can comment, otherwise we're going to forget our thoughts. Is this the same thoughts. guy who wrote the long letter from last week? Yeah, it is. He wrote another letter? Or is this from the old This is This is the same one, but it had so much good stuff in there that I wanted to... Yeah. Um, Kind of disgusting. It's like our fallback if we don't have stuff. Insulting us. Um, how, cul- cul- how do you pronounce that? What is it? That word. Culpable. 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 Okay. How wait, were we gonna? Wait, is, wait. Are we answering the question? Yeah. Uh, should we answer it as we go? What, yeah. Someone translate this because I don't okay. know what he's saying. Wait. The how first. Do, the first how line. How do you guys here? feel about all the mer- marketing and merchandising the book, of okay. the book or movie that centers around children murdering each other for entertainment? So like why uh, like the marketing and merchandising that promotes children murdering? It's it's basically it's like, it's like the capital is like advertising and marketing to districts, and now Lionsgate is marketing and advertising to the fans uh, and moviegoers. So it's kind of hard to get around that though. It's like what what are you gonna like, do? Not promote yourself? It is true, but at the same time, it's not like. Like, yes, the whole book is centered around the Hunger Games, but there's so much more to it, and there's it's not just about, like, killing these kids, because, like, I don't want to say there's life lessons in there, but there are, like, oh, I, good I would points say there's in there, lessons, and I feel like, yeah. like, I don't know. Personally, I think Tom, you use a, he uses a lot of in-depth language, but I, don't think, I think he's just scratching the surface of everything. He's not really going into well, a lot of insight. Well, he's asking us to but, I mean, deep, like, deep. But, like, he's just, I personally feel that he does not like the books or movie at all. Yeah. Based on what he's been saying, kind of negative. He's like he's constantly well, criticizing. He's criticizing it. I haven't really seen him actually promote or say that there's something good about. Well, the I wasn't gonna put all stuff in about him no, saying but, how he liked it. I mean, I probably wasn't... have to read the whole email. But first, like he's yeah. going on this whole general statement that like children murdering each other for entertainment—that's bad marketing skills. But it's really not. I mean, that's just how else are you gonna promote a movie or something like that? I don't think having... that's what he's saying, though. I think what he's saying is that. You know, it, it, it's kind I don't of have a conflict any... of interest, but at the same time, like, what he's saying, like, he says, I don't have any qualms about someone benefiting and earning money from their own work product or a product, but it seems rather ironic in this case. I mean, yeah, I don't right. think he's saying it's bad. I just think he's, he's seeing, he's identifying the parallels between the book and what's going on in the book and what's happening in real life and how I think that just points out that Suzanne Collins had a great idea because that happens every day. Yeah. It's like. You watch reality TV all the time, 
and you see people market stuff that's terrible, and the same thing's going on in the Hunger Games. But I feel like they don't, Lionsy doesn't really glorify the deaths and all that. Like no. they, they do it justice. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, it's like we've seen the Hunger Games now, and the blood in there is, is minimal. pretty minimal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of clean kills. Yep. And so I feel like because, like, people aren't, going to the movie to see the killing. Yeah. So that's the point that it's like they're not glorifying the violence. They're not that's not the point of going to the movie. Yeah. So because it's not the point, they're not um it's a little ironic, but at the same time it's it's not too conflicting. I do yeah, but it's it, not hypocritical. I give him credit though because that is a good parallel to draw, you know, yeah. to see that it how close it's related. So thanks Tom for sending in that email and um so just wrapping up the show here plug a few things. If you're interested in starting your own website, check out squarespace.com slash nightlock. There's a two-week trial for your own website, including now to have your own domain name. That comes with a package. So if you're interested, email us at nightlockpodcast@gmail.com, As well as any other questions, comments, concerns, or complaints about the show or the games, just shoot us. Complaints. <laughs> and email suck. again <laughs> is nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. So you can lay on like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightlockpod. And subscribe us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. And the uh, new bit of information here is how we have new affiliates. Um, Hunger Games, is that a slash? Is a, what, what would you call that? Dash. A dash. I need that. <laughs> HungerGamesDashForum.com. And also, as we've mentioned before. Dot com. Dot com. Did I say it weird? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and also, District100.wordpress.com, which we have talked about at the beginning. If you want to go see our interview, um, go check it out there. Read our interview. Read our interview. Yeah. Do it. You guys don't know what we look like, so. No, you never will. So, if you enjoy this podcast, please do us a huge favor and review us on iTunes. Um, it really does help us out, um, you know, improve the show and have m- new listeners and everything. Um, that's the number one thing you can do. Okay, now that all that stuff is out of the way, we can do recommendations. We end every show with a host. <laughs> I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so each of us are going to recommend a book that you guys may enjoy. Who wants to start? Matt. Matt. No, God. Okay, well, I don't even know. Do you, okay. I'll go. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, I'm recommending uh, Insurgent by Veronica Roth. I haven't read it yet because it just came out in the last week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday. I can't, I get the two dates mixed up. Did you up. read Diversion? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure which book to recommend, so Kira gave me this one. And yes. I totally support it because I want to read it and I'm going to go buy it on my Kindle. So hopefully it's good. Yep. And I'm going to go rent it out of the library. Because <laughs> I'm cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's basically, did you want to um, talk about what the series is? Dystopian? Yeah, definitely dystopian. I think we recommended it before. Yeah, I recommended the first book. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you did. I can't remember at this point. Yeah. It's a little different because there's five sectors, It's a but it does have a main girl as an narrator or the character. I don't know if it's first person or third person. I, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but it's got the romance angle. It really is yeah. very similar to the Hunger Games in all the aspect wise. Yes, but um, it's got a whole new world, which is definitely, which is definitely cool because you get to experience whole new aspects of everything. I like Divergent. I got through it very quickly, mm-hmm. and so hopefully Insurgent, even though it's a sequel, it will be just as good. Yep. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna recommend City of Lost Souls. I know Matt's gonna give me daggers here. Um. It's a Mortal Instruments book that just came out. Um. Day after. Uh, Insurgent. Oh. Um, and that's by Cassandra Clare. And I've talked about this a little bit, Mortal Instruments, another favorite series of mine. Um, that's basically um, uh, not a dystopian. It's a uh, fantasy, uh, yeah. paranormal romance kind of type. Yep. Um, and it's, again, a whole new world um, that's in New York City. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, this group of people lives in New York, and they're um, they're different um, species. I want to. Yeah. They're like humans, but they're like a little different. Mm-hmm. So definitely cool. On um, that, City of Lost uh-huh. Souls by Cassandra Clare. Um, my only question is, have you? What's the last book you read? Okay, I've read um the the trilogy Mortal Instruments. Yes. And then she was like, oh hey, I'm gonna come out with three more in that series. So then. Is that called, um, is that still? That's still Mortal Instruments. She just kind of changed her yeah. plans. Like, forget the whole, like, prequels, whatever. Yeah. Forget those. So. Yeah, I've read the prequel. I've yeah. read, um, 
there's the Infernal Fly. Devices, yeah. and then there's Mortal Instruments. I've read one of the Infernal Devices. The yeah. other one, I got the day it came out, haven't had time to read it. Um, um, but yeah, I've, I've read all the uh, Mortal Instruments, except for the one that just came out. So the new book, that j- that's the fourth Mortal Instrument? Fifth. What's the fourth? Fifth. The fourth is City of Fallen Angels. Have you read that one? Yes. I wonder if I read that one. Uh, I don't think I did. All right, well, you can grab it out the door if you want. Oh, maybe I will. Yeah. Yay, two new books. <laughs> yeah, so that's We just did the series. same laugh again. Ha, ha, ha. Or polite laugh. Yeah. It's funny, but not really funny. No. All right. <laughs> Matt, would you like to join us? Um, no. Do you have any thoughts? I do, I do, I do. Really? I okay, sure, sure. I don't know if I recommended this book already, but hell, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I'm going to go Nicholas Sparks on you guys and okay. do a walk to remember. I don't remember if you have Don't or not, even, but yeah. That is like... And there's a movie to go along with it, book yeah, adaptation. The book is That's like... Fun. The one thing about it that I really liked is that I don't know why this book is so different than his other ones. I mean, all of his books are sad and depressing. They've all got the but, same thing. But like, as because someone dies in all the books. But um, this one, it's like... <laughs> the fact that it's a teenage type thing... It's kind of like it has a more effect on it because I can relate. Not relate yeah, to a lot of like his books are emotional like emotional aspect, like older people. Yeah, so like this is probably one of the only books that, well, besides the last song that he's written about a teenager type okay. romance thing, mm-hmm. which I loved so much. I cried in the book and I cried during the movie. So cool. I like it. I recommend it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Good recommendations. And All right, guys. Well, break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. You can join us for our next episode. Um, which is going to be end of May, hopefully. Um, we're wrapping up AP exams. Yes! Maybe it'll be your birthday when we do it. Maybe. We never know. We never know. We never will know. I don't know. patronizing me. You're like, you never know, Mariah. (laughs) Maybe I was born in July. Condescending. Yes, so two birthdays in one month. coming back, Mariah. Let's be honest. What? What? Oh, oh, oh. I didn't hear that. All right. Anyways, May's a busy month. Yeah, May is very busy. Lots of good stuff going on. But, um, yeah. So we'll talk about our adventures, you know, on that episode. All righty. So, all right. We'll catch you later. Bon. I was about to say bon voyage. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> say it, Matt. Say, say goodbye. It. Say it, Matt. Say goodbye. I don't want to. You're hurting listeners. All right. Come on. You're off the podcast. You're cut. Cut. When do you make the executive Ryan Kira. Rockin'. You're just yes. a co-host. You're together. just a just, co-host. Just? What have you been, Matt? You I provide amusement. 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 Alright, say just... Okay, bye! Okay. Wait, just... That's not a squirrel, that's... Is that... Do you see it on the rock over there? (laughs) I'm so sorry, I don't mean to pull a Diana. Whoa, whoa! Seriously, it's like a ferret or something. That's a squirrel. Is it a squirrel? Because it looks like a ferret. It's hopping, though. Yeah, it's a squirrel, guys. Yeah, but it's remaining on its four legs, and squirrels usually pop up. It runs. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. I really didn't mean to, like, you know, like, get off track, but I just sort of got out. You know how it's... bow and arrow, Mariah. Okay, you know how I saw the fox? The I was, like, really interested. So yeah. I'm like, look, it's a ferret. <laughs> it's not. It's a squirrel. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I really didn't mean to... I know. Matter. I'm boring you. I just, you don't doubt. No, no, no. Yeah. I just couldn't. It was hopping <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was, like, a rabbit or something. I just said, no. Guys, it's a ferret! Because <laughs> oh that definitely can survive you. I'm so sorry. Alright. <laughs> Going back to what's actually important here. Um, so Wait, she's... can you just... Okay. Um, so she's oh, really... Now you did it again. You're like, okay. Uh, <laughs> just carry on. Yes, Miss... Sorry, I, I oh, want to let you... Oh my god, stop Jeez. doing that. I want to put that in the bloopers go, yes, Miss B. <laughs> I'll figure out a way. Right. Okay, sorry. Um, Alright, so I'll just start talking. But you cut off, so... Alright, well, raise your, raise, your, raise your hand again. No. No, she doesn't literally have... No. A- yes, Miss <laughs> Kira? No. Matt, you were saying something, then you interrupted yourself, and then, so now you gotta... What were you saying? Uprising? Rebellion? Yeah, I know, but you have to... You don't understand editing. Okay. Well, um, I don't even remember Is what it really saying. worth it? Yeah, sure, <laughs> I'll just cut it out. Okay. Uh, Alright, Matt, say your point. You had a point, right? No, he's just stretching. No, 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 I had a point. I thought I lost it. Well, find it quick. Anyways, host, you're doing a hosted job. I'm doing a really bad job. I'm doing a really bad job with this chapter, guys. No, you're doing fine. I can't do chapter. There's not much for this chapter.
No. What was I saying? Oh, oh! Okay. Here, I, uh, er, there's a rock. <laughs> no, seriously. Come on, people. Uh, er. <gasps> what the hell? No. Oh, my God. Whatever. I'm it's fine. Saying. This one's oh, funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just freaked out. I was like, I can't do this again. I can't repeat everything I've just said. Oh, my oh God. Put that in a blooper, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, when yeah, I heard that shutting off in my head, I was like, I can't do this again. We'll have to do it Sunday. Because we had a really, like, a really good discussion about President Snow. Yeah, yeah. Do I really? Yeah, what? with the white shirt. Oh, Jesse wore this yesterday. Oh, yeah. nice. You look like, I was going to tell him you look like a greaser. Because it's like white shirt. Yeah. Just need the combs, slick your hair back. Sideburns. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Anyways. guys. Okay. All right. So, our next... Uh, do you want me to do it? No, I'm good. So, our next... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next... Uh, so, our next... Ne-